The WEF is speeding up the process. Keep your head on the swivel and watch out. Be careful. Electric military? <laughs> yeah, okay, whatever. But believe it or not, they're actually talking about it. And the manifesto from Tennessee released? Uh, that's what they say. We'll find out. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. Happy Friday. It's Friday. You know what? Before we even do anything, I got to play this for you because I saw this on Twitter just a little bit ago. It is the coolest thing if you are as old as me or maybe from 40s up. All you have to do is listen and you instantly will know what this is. This is the original singer of that line from this song. Listen. Bum, 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 bum. Right? That's the first thing that comes in your head. Dun, 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 dun. I'm telling you, that is so cool. I just, you know, what a classic. What a classic. I had to start out with that because it was, it was absolutely amazing. It was incredible. Wow. All right. We have another last minute entry to our potpourri of drama tonight, uh, but we'll get to that in just a minute. Right now, let's get to this. It's our Miko update. The amazing Miko update, which is brought to you by the good folks at BarkBox.com. And I know I'm in black. Just give me half a second here and I'll be right back. There we go. Yes, uh, this was her this afternoon about, uh, we just got back from our walk, but she still had energy. And Miko, our little Shiba Inu, three years old, wanted to continue to fight with her favorite toy, which is an old t-shirt. However, she was tired because we just got back from our walk. So this is uh, Miko playing the laziest game of tug of war ever. <laughs> she... She just laid there, uh, held onto the shirt with her teeth as I'm trying to pull it. Yeah, that's me and my skinny legs there. I, she's, I'm actually pulling her across the cement. So it finally gave up, and that was it. But that's how she wound up. Uh, that was, like I said, the laziest game of tug-of-war ever. <laughs> So she's doing great. She's really having a good time and enjoying life in general. Our Miko update brought to you by the folks at BarkBox.com slash Miko. That's our special link that'll get you an extra month free. What is BarkBox? It is a monthly subscription service that comes right to your door. You can sign up for a single month if you want, but you can also, and you will be back because you'll love it. Your dog will love it, more importantly. You can sign up for six months or 12 months and... If you use our special link, which is in the show notes down there, or BarkBox.com slash Miko, easy to remember, you'll get an extra month free. Every month delivered right to your door, a themed box of two toys, two bags of treats, and a dog chew. Your dog will love it. The treats and chew are all natural ingredients, no artificial any crap like that in there. And check it out. The link is in our show notes, or just easy to remember, BarkBox.com dot com slash Miko is the link 
to check it out. Hey, I did not, I, I think maybe I did put this in our show notes. I, I think I got it in last minute because literally 30 minutes ago, I saw, yes, I did get it. Okay, so it is in the show notes tonight, but you got to see the, oh my God, this is insane. I was already talking, I was already going to talk about this Dylan McVaney man, man, the guy, and this pops up in my Twitter feed. They didn't apologize. They didn't say, look, we screwed up. I'm sorry. We won't do it again. Nothing. They don't care. They also don't apparently care that they've lost like 17% of their sales. Look, folks, a company of this size, 17%, doesn't sound like much. It is huge. A company like that loses 5%. It is a major deal. This is 17%. Now, look at this. Anheuser-Busch has the brass cojones to blame Elon Musk for their declining sales. This is unbelievable. <laughs> Brewing giants scapegoats Musk's Twitter, Twitter antics for their own marketing muck-up. Transgender TikTok sensation Dylan Mulvaney, the guy in a what can only be called bizarre turn of events, the Bud Light fiasco has inexplicably, inexplicably pinned the blame on none other than Twitter overlord Elon Musk. The beverage juggernaut claims that Musk's relentless Twitter shenanigans are the true culprit behind their plummeting sales after their marketing muck-up. The disaster, which initially appeared to be a rather promising marketing strategy, soured as a collaboration with Mulvaney ignited a huge public backlash, 17% reduction in sales, which is a huge number, uh, detractors argued the partnership was a clumsy attempt to cash in on the rising clout of LGBTQ plus LMNOP personalities on social media. And despite attempts to shift the blame, Anheuser-Busch's spokesperson released a statement saying, quote, that means they said this, as, well, you know, the lefties listening. As everyone knows, Twitter is a powerful platform that can make or break a brand. As uh, we all know who's ruling the Twitter kingdom these days, so it's logical that Elon Musk's continuous tweets about electric cars, space travel, cryptocurrency are stealing our thunder and driving our sales off a cliff. Um, no, it's not. What's actually driving your sales off a cliff are morons like this. Like the articles written about me using he pronouns and calling me a man over and over again. And I, I feel like that should be illegal. I, I don't know. That's, that's just bad journalism. It's just bad journalism. What a maroon. Or in another way of saying it, what a man. <coughs> Arrest me. Go ahead, please, cuff me. 
There's hardly anything more to say. And you know what? I think that is the last time I am ever going to air on this show or post on any of my social media anything with this man. Because, frankly, obviously the most important thing is he's a complete embarrassment to women. Real women. And his 15 minutes are up. So, here he is. Like, the article's written. And now he's gone. Goodbye. Never to be seen again. Hopefully. So, anyway, yeah, and, I, you know, you take your L. You take the loss. You just move on. What, what are they thinking? Now they're trying to blame Elon and Twitter for the mess they made absolutely incredible. Hey, in our last show, I think it was our last show, uh, we talked about this ridiculous Twitter account that posted a, what was it? Yap flag. Yap standing for youth attracted people, which another way of saying pedophile. Well, check this out. Speaking of Elon Musk and some of the amazing good that man is doing over there. Look at that. Elon has suspended that very account that we showed you on our last show that tweeted out the pedophilia pride flag. He said, paraphrasing, we're not tolerating that kind of crap on this platform. Yes, we love you, Elon not tolerated on this platform. There you see, you recognize that from our last show? He took immediate action Tuesday. Okay, it must have been Monday's show. Suspended the account of the pedophile that created a customized flag in honor of Alice Day, the unofficial public pedophile pride day uh, on April 25th. Not tolerated on this platform. Elon said, in response to an account that praised Twitter for the suspension. There you go. Fantastic. Good job. Thank you, Elon. Once again, the right wins. The truth wins. I love this guy. I'm loving this guy. Thank you, Mr. Musk. All due respect. Wow. Cool beans, huh? All right. We got lots more coming up here. And uh, our main headline tonight, as a matter of fact, is a rather scary story. And uh, yeah, mm, it's going to get worse. Uh, Before we get to that, however, we want to tell you about one of our sponsors. Let me just get to this uh, sponsor here. And this is Skillshare. Skillshare is an amazing platform. It is online and it is a way for you to learn a new skill, basically, You know, you're tired of scrolling through social media. You feel like you're not learning anything new. You kind of, you know, you you know, I got there too. You get to a point where all day you're, where's my phone? You're on your phone, you're scrolling through, you're on your laptop or whatever, your tablet. It's like, you know, what am I doing? I could be making better use out of my time. If you just can't pry that thing out of your hand, here's a way to make better use out of your time and still be on the net. You're not learning anything new or productive. 
in most of the places you're visiting. You want to expand your skill set, enhance your creativity, then look no further than Skillshare. It's an online learning community. Thousands of classes on topics ranging from photography, graphic design, computer programming, uh, how to use certain apps uh, better, uh, business, technology with Skillshare. You can learn at your own pace, your own schedule, and you can learn from anywhere in the world. Our expert instructors, uh, instructors are passionate about their craft, committed to sharing their knowledge with you, and they provide engaging, high-quality video, uninterrupted lessons that will inspire and challenge you to reach new heights in your creative endeavors. Join the millions of members, literally millions of members, who've already transformed their lives and careers through Skillshare. If you're a beginner or a seasoned pro, there is something there for everyone. Affordable subscription plans. You can access unlimited learning opportunities and not break the bank. Start your free trial today. Unlock your full potential with Skillshare. You can find the link in our show notes tonight. Just a few links down, you'll find Skillshare. You use that special link from our show and you will get an amazing discount on Skillshare. And I promise you, you will find something over at Skillshare that will fascinate you. It Really, seriously, they, they do a great job over there and uh, Skillshare is... Uh, is a quite a quite a site for learning new skills. By the way, if you are a pro and you'd like to set up your own classes on Skillshare and make a little side income, you can do that too. Check it out, Skillshare. Use our link in the show notes and uh, you will get yourself a very nice special deal. All right. Thank you, Skillshare, for helping to sponsor the show. Hey, the World Economic Forum, yeah, they're back again. Well, they never really went away. Uh, they say they're going to accelerate their implementation of Globalist Agenda 2030. This should scare the pants off of you. World leaders gathering later this year to, quote, accelerate the implementation of Agenda 2030. That's an announcement made by the unaccountable corporate-led World Economic Forum earlier this week. The UN and the WEF appear frustrated by the lack of progress towards their Great Reset. Klaus Schwab himself wrote a book, and it was called The Great Reset. So I'm not putting words in anybody's mouth. They're telling you what they're going to do. The socialist ideological successor to the failed Millennium Development Goals. The WEF, led by German engineer Schwab, whose father once worked for the Nazi Party apparatus, <laughs> said previous efforts suffered unforeseen setbacks due to COVID, major negative impacts of climate change, which we know is just a scam, and the rising cost of food and fuel everywhere due to the conflict in Ukraine. Ha! Global leaders. Yeah. Nobody elected you, Schwab. UN. They're being summoned to a strategy meeting to expedite the process. They refer to it as, <laughs> listen to this, arguably the greatest ever human endeavor undertaken 
to create peaceful, just, equal, and sustainable societies. That from the WEF. It may already be too late. I hope not. But you need to do everything you can to fight back. And by fight, I mean protest peacefully, not violently. But do everything you can, whether it's through your congresspeople, your representatives, your local, state, federal, preferably federal. Let these people know you want nothing to do with this crap. These unelected people who are trying to control our lives, I will continue to bring you information about this, and hopefully you will get up off your butt and do something. You don't even have to get up off your butt. Just drop a dime, make a phone call, let somebody know how you feel and that you feel you do not want these unelected morons running our lives, and that is exactly what they aim to do. Run your life, my friends. It's just going to get worser and worser. I made up that word in our last show, and apparently it's sticking. <laughs> okay, are you ready for the next bit of absolute stupidity? Yeah, it's happening. Biden's energy secretary, Jennifer Granholm, supports requiring the U.S. military to adopt an all-electric vehicle fleet by 2030. That's less than seven years away from right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can see this happening. Take a look at this idiot. Where is Do she? you support the military adopting that EV fleet by 2030? I do, and I think we can get there as well. And I do think that reducing our reliance on the volatility of globally traded fossil fuels, where we know that global events such as the war in Ukraine can jack up prices for people back home, it, it uh, does not contribute to energy security. I think energy security is achieved when we have homegrown clean energy that is abundant, like you see mm -hmm. in Iowa. We think that we can uh, be a leader globally in how we have become energy independent. Yeah, okay, sure. You might want to start by mm, not shutting down pipelines so we have energy. That'd be a great idea. She testified today that she supports, you just heard it, she supports requiring the U.S. military to adapt all electric vehicles. Senator Joni Ernst said, do you support it? And Granholm said, I do. Unbelievable. Apparently, she seems to prioritize everybody's interests over those of us Americans. She bends over backwards to defend China, praising them for their green energy investments. Yeah, right. China builds more coal plants every week then Carter's got little pills, there's an old saying. Despite their record on emissions, she claimed America doesn't have the moral authority to criticize China. <laughs> Despite the uh, human rights abuses, the Uyghurs, the coal plants. The, uh, please, how stupid do you think we are? She laughed about banning gas stoves at the... SXSW Festival in March, she shouted about climate change in a 
desperate attempt to get more people to pay attention to her speech. It's an existential threat. Do you care about climate change? She shouted. And now she wants to basically jeopardize our entire national security and safety and completely hobble our military by forcing them to use electric vehicles? Are you mad, woman? Hopefully somebody... Well, you know what? That's 2030. So in 2024, when Trump gets reelected, as he should have been the last time if it hadn't been stolen, yeah, I said it, uh, he will fix this. This will... All these idiots will just go away and, and that'll be the end of them. So goodbye. Have a nice time. Thanks for playing. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. It's just unbelievable. All right, there is a link to another New York Post article in our show notes about Bush, Anheuser-Busch, <laughs> and uh, McVaney. I'm not going to talk about it because uh, it's just, it's already, it's enough. I am going to talk about this one, though, because while it's related to this whole Dylan McVaney thing, um, it's it's strange. It's very weird. Uh, hang on, let me get the headline up here. Where is it? Okay, check this out. You know, we just saw we just saw Anheuser Busch trying to blame Twitter and Elon Musk for uh, for their loss of sales. <laughs> check this out. Bud Light is going to spend heavily on a marketing blitz after the disaster they just went through. They're planning a major marketing blitz after its sales got slammed by their partnership with the uh, man playing woman. They're promising beer distributors there won't be another screw-up, according to the New York Post. Yeah, right. You already did! A closed-door meeting in Washington, D.C. this week, Anheuser-Busch told U.S. beer distributors they will, quote, spend heavily on the brand after spending fell off a cliff last year. <laughs> they said at a Monday meeting the fresh marketing push will begin this week. So expect those morons from Anheuser-Busch and good old Bud Light to be right back in your face again because apparently they just didn't learn the lesson the first time. You know, I hope they do. I really do. I can't wait to see what sort of marketing push these idiots come up with this time. This should be a blast. <laughs> All right. Uh... We talked briefly about the, actually we talked a lot about this. Can I get rid of the ads on this place? Uh, pays? All right, it's from the New York Post again because while I was there I found this article and it's mm, a bit odd. The Nashville Christian school shooter, Audrey Hale, her manifesto apparently is going to finally be released after the cops review it for public if there is anything in this manifesto that is redacted, I am going to have such a problem. This, what is what is it? If this were some white Anglo-Saxon Protestant shooter, the entire manifesto, down to the last 
punctuation mark would have been plastered on the front of the New York Times within two hours after the gunfire ceased. Now here we are, what, a month later? Manifesto from Covenant school shooter Audrey Hale will be released after authorities, they say, prepare it for public consumption. Hale's writings have been the subject of a lot of speculation in the aftermath of the twisted mass school shooting. Um, A trove of writings was seized from her home, although it is unclear exactly what will be shown to the public. Show it all. What's the big deal? The investigation has advanced to the point that writings from the shooter are now being reviewed for public release, and that process is underway and will take a little bit of time, according to a spokesman for the Nashville Metro Police Department. Couldn't give a firm date and would not confirm if everything would be shown to the public. Like I said, if the race or the sexual orientation or whatever the hell you want to call this transgendered moron murderer is, if this were different, front page New York Times, every media outlet across the planet, and every bit of it would have been out there with no redactions, nothing missing, everything. Trust me, that's a, you know I'm right. That is exactly what would have happened if the circumstances were different. You know that. Huh. I love this. I love this. I hope the audio will play. I can't promise. Uh, it's from a, a Twitter account called 1776 or at the awakening. Please give them a follow. They are great. I followed them also. This is uh, <laughs> this is one of these ring doorbell recordings. But um, hang on, let me get the uh, audio up here. So my voice is going to double. Sorry, Sorry I, I can't, can't stop, stop it from doing, doing that. that. But check, check this out. Rings the doorbell. Guys come to the door. You'll hear it in a minute when the guy answers. Hello, who is this? My name is Richard Lee, and I'm running for city council, so I just wanted to introduce myself. Excuse me? My name is Richard Lee, and I'm running for city council, so I just wanted to say hello. Are you a Democrat? Yeah. Then leave. Thank you. (laughs) Are you a Democrat? Then leave. Never even got him a chance. It's it's not so much as a how buy your leave. Just are you a Democrat? Yup. Get out. (laughs) Oh man, that is brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant video of the week. That's a classic. Oh, man. (laughs) All right. Hey, I included this uh, article in our show notes tonight, and I wanted to mention it to you. But um, it's it's from Epic TV, and it's really more of a video. And no, I'm not going to play the whole thing. But it has to do with digital tyranny. And as you know, on this show... We do everything we can to fight against this crap because it is a nightmare waiting to happen. Uh, 
This is Christine Anderson from 15-Minute Cities to Climate Lockdowns, the onslaught of digital tyranny. And man, it is exactly that. The digital green certificate, the COVID past, uh, past, all just a test balloon for seeing how people will be willing to obey, have some kind of a QR code, getting people used to that. And now they are slamming us with this moronic 15-minute cities crap. And make no mistake, it is not, it is not anything to do with your convenience or for the common good. This Christine Anderson, a member of the European Parliament, representing the Alternative for German Party. Anderson was one of the European Parliament's most vocal critics of COVID-19 policies in Europe, Canada, and beyond. Western democracies gradually moving forward towards digital tyranny. And the next step, it's going to be climate lockdowns. I promise you, they got you used to it with the pandemic, with COVID. And now that you'll just line up in a row like sheep and go, <laughs> okay, we will, yeah, we'll lock the door because of the climate. Mm. It's going to happen. Anyway, read the article. It is fascinating. It will absolutely open your eyes. And the article itself is down there in our show notes. Hey, while you're popped down there in our show notes, moving your mouse or your finger around, right over here is a follow button on Rumble please follow us. Give us a follow. It really helps the show out a lot. Costs you absolutely nothing. And we really appreciate it. Just pop that little, whoop, there it is. Over there, it says follow. Just just hit that. You're good to go. All right. We got, uh, what do we got? One more story to go here before we move on to our book, White Fang. We're going to get back. We'll get, we're closing in on it. We're almost there. Um, where did it go? I have no idea. Oh, yeah. This is so cool. We always end our first part of the show before we get on with our book. Yes, Miko. Hi. I know. This fireworks is very scary. I'm sorry, but I can't pick you up right now. You, oh, my God. All right. She really wants to come up. So give me a second, okay? Just give me. All right. Come here. Come here. Come. Come. Why oh, you so scary? All right. There's fireworks, and she is scared to death of these things. So forgive me for just a second. I just got to pick her up, let her hang out for a little bit, and then we'll put her down before we start our book. Anyway, you got to check this out. Uh, we always end our uh, this part of our show with some piece of good news or something cool or something weird. And man, this is. Look at this. These are actually stained glass bathtubs. I, the link is in our show notes. It, it doesn't do it justice to show you the way this is on, on our screen here because it's so tiny. But these are amazing. I'm going to, ah, here we go. That's a little better. These are actually made from stained glass. Now, I got to assume they are lined because stained glass, you know, the chances it might break or something would happen to it. But look at that. Can you, here in Malaysia, I would say 1% of everybody has a bathtub. Everybody just has showers. We all take showers. Rarely. I can't tell you the last time, much as I miss it badly. Hotel rooms here will sometimes have baths, but some not even have baths. So, man, I miss a bathtub. But would you imagine, could you imagine 
hanging out in this thing, taking a nice, long, leisurely bubble bath in one of these. These are absolutely beautiful. When I saw this, I thought, man, I got to share that. That's incredible. The link is in our show notes, so do check it out. Nico, can you say, can you say hi? I know you're so scared. You're so scared of the fireworks. You're okay, buddy. You're okay. All right, I'm going to put her down because we got to get on with our book. Hang on, give me a second. All right, Nico, good girl. There we go. You'll be good, okay? You're okay. It's just a noise. You don't have to be afraid. Okay. Drama mostly over. She's going to hang out right down there for a while. Okay, it is time to get on with our book. We read books on this show for the last half of the program. Been doing that forever. We do all the classics. We've done The Wizard of Oz, uh, Peter Pan, Alice in Wonderland, The Little Prince. Uh, so many great books on the show. We read a chapter or part of a chapter at a time till we get to the end and then move on. However, one of our viewers, one of our uh, great uh, uh, listener viewers out there, had made the suggestion that because of the nature of this show, it might be good to get away from the children's books for a while and do 1984 by George Orwell. Well, by gosh, that is exactly what we're going to do. Within the next three or four streams, we'll be finished with White Fang, because we're near, we're near the end. And then we will move on and begin George Orwell's 1984. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be very cool. All right. So let's move on. Let me just get a quick coffee break here. Mm. By the way, you see, can you see that? Yeah, it's the Jay Sheldon Show mug. There you go. You can get one of these hoodies, T-shirts, even a Bluetooth speaker, all kinds of cool stuff at our link in our show notes. I believe it's the top link for Jay Sheldon merch. And the second link is our cool AI gallery. Read the story behind it. It's very cool. I used AI with the keywords, The Jay Sheldon Show, and it created the freakiest art. It is had nothing to do that I can tell with the show, but that's what it gave me, made by AI. They are all signed by me, and you can pick up a copy. We're going to sell 10 of each of each one at a time. Once those 10 are gone, I'll be deleting them, and they will exist no more. So if you want an exclusive limited edition piece of Jay Sheldon show AI art second link in our show note it's no very weird all right here we go white fang 1906 first published by jack london life was complex in the santa clara valley life had a thousand faces and white fang found he must meet them all thus when he went to town into San Jose, running behind the carriage or loafing about the streets when the carriage stopped. Life flowed past him, deep, wide, varied, continually impinging upon his senses, demanding of him instant, endless adjustments and correspondences, and compelling him, almost always, to suppress his natural instincts. There were butcher shops where meat hung within reach, this meat must not be touched. There were cats at the houses the master visited that mustn't be let alone. And there were dogs everywhere that snarled at him and that he must not attack. And then, on the crowded sidewalks, there were persons, innumerable, whose attention he attracted. They would stop, look at him, point him out to one another, examine him, talk about him, 
and worst of all, pat him. And these perilous contacts from all these strange hands he must endure. Yet this endurance he achieved. Furthermore, he got over being awkward and self-conscious. In a lofty way, he received the attention of the multitudes of strange gods. With condensation, he accepted their condensation. On the other hand, there was something about him that prevented great familiarity. They patted him on the head and passed on, contented, pleased with their own daring. But it wasn't all that easy for White Fang, running behind the carriage in the outskirts of San Jose. He encountered certain small boys who made a practice of flinging stones at him. Yet he knew it wasn't permitted for him to pursue and drag them down. Here he was compelled to violate his instinct of self-preservation. And violated he did, for he was becoming tame, qualified himself for civilization. Nevertheless, White Fang wasn't quite satisfied with the arrangement. He had no abstract ideas about justice fair play. But there is a certain sense of equity that resides in life, and it was this sense in him that he resented the unfairness of his being permitted no defense against the stone-throwers. He forgot that in the covenant entered into between him and the gods, they were pledged to care for him and defend him. But one day the master sprang from the carriage, whip in hand, and gave the stone-throwers a thrashing. After that, they threw stones no more, and White Fang understood and was satisfied. One other experience of a similar nature was his. On the way to town, hanging around the saloon at the crossroads, there were three dogs that made a practice of rushing out upon him when he went by. Knowing his deadly method of fighting, the master had never ceased impressing upon White Fang the law that he must not fight. As a result, having learned the lesson well, White Fang was hard put whenever he passed the crossroads saloon. After the first rush, each time his snarl kept the three dogs at a distance. But they trailed along behind, yelping, bickering, insulting him. This endured for some time. The men at the salon even argued or urged the dogs on to attack. One day, they openly sicked the dogs on him, and the master stopped the carriage. Go to it, he said to White Fang. But White Fang could not believe. He looked at the master. He looked at the dogs. Then he looked back eagerly and questioningly at the master. The master nodded his head. Go to him, old fellow. Eat him up. White Fang no longer hesitated. He turned and leaped silently among his enemies. All three faced him. There was a great snarling, growling, a clashing of teeth, and a flurry of bodies. 
The dust of the the road arose in a cloud and screened the battle. But at the end of several minutes, two dogs were struggling in the dirt, and the third was in full flight. He leaped a ditch, went through a rail fence, and fled across the field. White Fang followed, sliding over the ground in wolf fashion, with wolf speed swiftly, without noise, and in the center of the field, he dragged down and slew the dog. With this triple killing, his main troubles with dogs ceased. The word went up and down the valley, and men saw to it that their dogs did not molest the fighting wolf. Chapter 4 coming up of our final part. It is the call of kind. That's what they call this. The months came and went, and there was plenty of food and no work in the Southland, and White Fang lived fat, prosperous, and happy. We'll continue on with that coming up on our next stream on Monday night. All right, folks, please don't forget to hit that follow button. really helps the show out a lot. Thank you so much for checking us out. We really do appreciate it. And I will see you again on Monday night, 10 o'clock. Be there, be square. Everybody dance now. That is the coolest cut ever. All right, good night.